Hello, book besties. Welcome to episode 15 of the Books and Mockers podcast. I'm Shy. I'm Em. Grab a drink, get cozy, let's talk books. Good morning. Morning to you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, a little bit energetic. I'm having one of those one of those mornings where I'm like, can't sit still, can't shut up. A little bouncy. A little bouncy. To be fair, I was like that last night, actually. I think I was driving Craig mad. I was bouncing around the house and dancing and yeah I don't think he was too impressed but never mind it happens it happens yeah so what's been happening this week not too much actually I mean the highlights of my week have been the updates and stuff coming from Jessa Hastings yeah so Jessa Hastings has essentially said that she's going she's well actually no she's done a story on Instagram where you could see her typing out the title of like the next book that she's working on and she's currently working on Never too which is really exciting actually because in our review we obviously spoke about the fact that we didn't know whether or not she was going to do a second book or like what was going to be going on with that but yeah she's officially announced it which is really really exciting that's really exciting because yeah when we did the review I the ending really it sort of ruined the book for both of us because we just didn't think well first of all she didn't end it how we wanted her to we felt obviously no spoilers but we felt she didn't quite end up where she should have so yeah I think it's really exciting she's done a second book and I know we said when we recorded a few weeks ago and we just read never I said if she does a second book I don't think I'm going to read it I definitely think I will. And I think that's potentially because, one, I'm too intrigued to know what happens because I had resigned myself to the fact, no, she wasn't going to do a second book. So I just, I accepted what happened. But now I'm intrigued to know. But second of all, after now reading Magnolia Parks and Daisy Hates, Mm. I'm so in love with her writing that I'm more than happy to dive back into her world. Yeah, I, I'm i desperate to find out how this plays out because, yeah, like we say, no spoilers, but it, it didn't end the way people, I think, were, were anticipating. So it'll be so interesting to see. But as we know, Jessa Hastings likes to do this whole, like, my destiny thing and, like, we see it with Magnolia and BJ and they're like tethered to each other. So I know that you know what I'm talking about when I say this. I don't know if we're going to get the ending that we want because I know that Jessa loves a good old, good old destiny trope. So yeah, I mean, I just want to say as well, we're within now two weeks of the next Magnolia Parks book. I am so excited. But yeah, I think she loves a little bit of heartbreak. She mm. loves a little bit of, she loves a cliffhanger. Mm. But I think even because that's thing technically she hasn't actually finished the series yet. So we don't know how she finishes. We don't know whether she's going to go happy ending. Her, this is true. The thing, the thing with Jessa is she's she's such a beautiful writer, but she's such a frustrating writer because every time you think you're getting somewhere with her books, she veers off in a completely different direction. And I'm I'm so excited to see where she goes with both Magnolia and Daisy, but also with the Never storyline. I just think she's a writer that you you absolutely cannot, you, you can't anticipate with her. No. So for me, it, it, it's really exciting, but it also makes me so nervous because she has, she has the ability to 100% make or break you yeah do you know what actually I didn't even think of that until you've just said it but it's so true she hasn't finished a series yet so we have no idea what kind of writer she is really I guess I mean like you say the new Magnolia book 
is going to be coming out in two weeks. So I guess we'll sort of see how she ends Magnolia and BJ's story. Oh, it'll be so interesting. I feel like that might give us a little bit of insight as to where she'll go with Never. So on BookTube, as I do, because it's my life. And I was watching, oh God, I don't want to butcher her name. Sarah Caroli, I think her name is, but she does like bookish videos and stuff. And she received an arc for the next Magnolia book. When I say this girl was sobbing throughout the entire vlog, I was like, I can't do this. I can't, like, I can't, I just, I'm not ready. Do you know what I think worries me even more about that is the fact that you are not, well, no, that, that's not true. You're not, not a crier, but out of the two of us, I am the much more emotional reader. I, I mean, the amount of books I cried at is probably not normal. And the fact that you're saying already, you're worried about your emotional state with it. I, I don't even want to delve into this book. And I think because the book is so big as well, because it's over 700 pages, she has, because she packs a lot into those books. I mean, really and truly, even with the last Daisy Hates book, it was less than 400 pages, but it was so much, there was so much packed into it. So I think, with this book that let's face it, it's double the size it it's going to be it's going to be a ride definitely mm, I just don't think we're ready for it I mean but while we're on the topic of Magnolia another exciting update which you discovered yeah it's being made into a tv show guys oh, this is <laughs> I am so excited for this but we were actually talking about this when we found out um a couple of days ago and we we facetimed about it and the one thing that really worries me is just the casting because again with with the characters there's so much potential to either make them phenomenal or slightly ruin them and that scares Mm. me a little I said to you actually Magnolia has such potential to be someone that you can hate if she's not played correctly and if they don't get the, the right actress for her it could really affect the way that people feel about her character because let's say she's kind of like Marmite like you either really love her or mm. you really hate her and it just it needs to be done well that being said also I feel like Daisy's similar in that she has mm. quite an attitude and if you don't know her history and understand like her, look at me speaking like I know these people just off the street I'm like, <laughs> no, Day- Daisy has such a history and like if you don't know her then you just you might think she's a bit rude <laughs> what I would say is for example I think there are some there are some book adaptations that you don't have to have read the books. You can you know you can pick the TV show or the movie. You can watch them and sort of fall into that. And I think if you do that and you don't have any sort of prejudice towards the characters or the story, it works absolutely. I think with Magnolia and Daisy, for me, you have to have read the books before you go into the TV series because, as you say. There's so much packed into these books that, let's face it, they're never going to be able to put on TV because the series would be 40, 50 episodes, you know, a season per book. Mm -hmm. And I think it's to understand these characters because they're very complex. And I think that's something also I love about um, Jess's writing. You see it in Never is that that her characters, they are very complex. They have a lot of layers to them. And I think if you haven't read and taken in the complexity of the characters – you won't get it. So I think for me, you you have to have read the books before you go into the TV series. And I think we were saying we don't, I mean, we don't know much about it at all. It's just that it's been picked up. It would be amazing if they did 
a series per book because I think then that would allow them to really do it justice because as I say you know these books are so packed full of you know story I think you know they, they need that absolutely but I'm so excited for it. Yeah, definitely. It needs to be a season per book because also I think like we discussed in our last pod, it's the books aren't like they're not plot driven. They're very character driven. So I can see it being like a I can just see it being like a scripted version. I know that people say that Made in Chelsea are scripted, but I can just see it being like a scripted version of Made in Chelsea. And I think that would be really, really cool. So, yeah, I'm very very excited for it yeah I wonder if I could Um, like go to London and like sort of like scout out where they're filming it you know how like people keep doing with that Colleen Hoover book that's getting made with Blake Lively you'll see me in like the background of shots like (laughs) yeah I'll I'll come down for a weekend and we'll go (laughs) we'll go searching um so obviously yeah we we have we have Magnolia coming out in a couple of weeks this week we've got a couple of books coming out though, don't we? we do. Megan Quinn has her book, The Reason I Married Him, which I am very excited about. I've seen a couple of clips on TikTok about it with a couple of quotes from arc readers from the book and it looks incredible. I'm actually very, very excited for it. Yeah, I've never read a Megan Quinn book, but it sounds it sounds good and I know that you're really, really excited about it. We also have Bride by Ali Hazelwood coming out. I think it's on the same day, right? Yes, both on the 6th. Yeah. So I'm, it's her first, I've said it a hundred times over, but I'll say it again. It's her first dabble in fantasy, supernatural sort of like writing. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. So obviously we reviewed Check and Mate a few weeks ago and that was her first young adult and it it didn't hit how we wanted it to. We, we didn't rate it very highly. Are you concerned that, again, this is her first dabble in fantasy, after the way that her first young adult didn't hit well, are are you nervous or do you have a little bit more confidence in the, the fantasy side? I can't allow myself to feel nervous because I'm so excited that I don't want to ruin the feeling for myself. Yeah. I would like to think that because this is an adult book, it will sort of just like feed into her that her romance writing because I think it's going to be more of a romantic-y. It's about a werewolf and a vampire. <laughs> As I'm saying, I say okay. this is so not up your street. Um, no, we, no, we've we've got Twilight vibes, and I love Twilight. So, yes. oh my god, know? yeah. It's... Actually, I didn't even think yeah. of that. Whenever I hear vampire, I think of like Dracula. I don't think of like sexy Cullen family. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Hello, vampires, Cullens, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I I could be all over this. To be fair, yeah, I'm. Yeah, we'll just have to see. I can't be dealing with an update saying, "Oh my god, it was awful." I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know, it. Yeah. Um. One other thing, actually, I'm I'm going to jump back to to Megan Quinn right now. She is without a doubt one of my favorite authors. She she's one of the funniest writers her books that her Kane brothers books are absolutely hilarious and her but to be fair I I say they're hilarious I've actually read the first one I do have the other two both on Kindle and the physical copies but her Vancouver Agitator series which is hockey romance books they are without a doubt she writes brilliant female main characters they're always really feisty very funny the banter in her books is absolutely brilliant which is one of the reasons I'm really excited for her book coming out next week but also she announced this week that one of her books The Highland Fling which is actually set in Scotland I haven't read it yet but it is on my TBR it's actually been made into a film Mm. which 
I think, as I say, I haven't read it, but if it goes, if it has similar banter and similar characters to her Agitators and Kane Brothers books, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, as I say, she she's very funny. And what I love as well is that she has, she she does different kinds of kind of tropes, like her, her Kane Brothers, a billionaire romance, her Vancouver Agitators, her hockey romance. And she seems to be able to just keep this banter up no matter what she's writing about. And yeah it's, it's got me really excited I just I, I love Megan I love her writing I just I love her as well I follow her on Instagram she's very active on there just a lot of um videos just chatting and yes yeah, just she seems like just such a lovely person that um I'm absolutely thrilled for her yeah I am um, actually the Highland what was it called the Highland Fling yeah it came up actually on my Kindle for a recommendation the other day so side update I, I'm in my romance era guys I have been absolutely living for a romance and I think that that's why it was suggested apparently it's got really 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 good ratings so yeah. you have to read I, that next I ha- well I have actually bought it so I, I do have it in my kindle and it's it's definitely on my tbr I'm I'm excited to read it I think it'll be interesting as well because her her books her um Kim Brother series are set in America her Vancouver Agitator series of set in Canada um, we have Scott, uh, the Highland Fling, which is set in Scotland. So I'm, I'm excited to, as I say, she, she's all over the place. But I think for me, you can always tell it's her writing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to read it. So I will definitely update once I've, I've read it. Although busy TBRs right now, both of us actually. Mm-hmm. Can I just before we go into our TBRs, is where is she from? Is she American? She's American. Uh, is she American or Canadian? I'm gonna have to look that up. I want to say American. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So TBRs. <laughs> Sorry. It's my distracted hyper brain today. It's fine. She is. I don't know. I think she's American. I can't find anything definitive online, but I'm 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 gonna go American. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. I will try to find out. <laughs> yeah, so doubling back to our TBR. We do we do have very busy TBRs actually. Yeah. Um, what have you been doing? I'm still on Chestnut Springs. I tried to, so since we last spoke, I tried to move on to Harry Potter because I was like, I need a comfort read. Um, it turns out I wanted to listen to Harry Potter and not actually read it. So I've been listening to the audiobook of that, which I, do you know what? This year I'm counting as a read. I think audiobooks yeah, should count, but I've been in Chestnut Springs. So I've just started the third book, which if you know me, getting onto the third book within a week and a half is quite quite the accomplishment over here so I'm in love with the Eaton Boys and Chestnut Springs and that entire world I want to like send me send me to live with the Cowboys that's how I feel right now (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I mean I I have two little bookish bookish updates so first of all it is I have started Chestnut Springs I started Flawless yesterday um loving it so far I think Rhett is absolutely hilarious I love the sort of grumpy cowboy sort of yeah I mean I'm not too far and I think I'm only about maybe six seven chapters in so still very early on but I I'm already loving the relationship between him and Summer I think he's, he's starting to soften up to her and obviously he's seen that she's beautiful and you know we, we we know how it goes um but I I sort of love I love the fact that she is clearly terrified of the situation I'm very nervous but she is just she's putting up this front and really I mean she's coming across just so so well but also last week I DNF'd a book oh. which is 
it's so unlike me but actually I I was talking about last week that I was really excited for the fourth Beneath the Mask book by Luna Mason was coming out Detained and to prepare for it I reread the second and the third book Detonate and Devoted and when Detained came out I'd, I'd just finished Devoted started reading it and I felt that, so it's Frankie's book. In books two and three, Frankie was built up to be a certain type of character. When it actually came to his book, I just felt I wasn't getting the character that had been built up in books two and three. There was a little bit of insta-love going on, which the character that I'd seen in books two and three, I, I just didn't expect that from him. I I just wasn't buying the story. I, I don't know if it was maybe because it was the last book in the series, it felt a little bit rushed. Also, I mean, the the third book is about 700 pages. Then this one was less than 400. But I felt there was almost going to be just as much of a story, or I I felt there should have been. So yeah, there there were just a few things that I just found I wasn't looking forward to sitting down with it. So I did DNF at about 43%. And I did actually, I I put um, a review over on my, my Instagram. And, you know, basically said... Will I go back and read it? Probably. I would actually like to read the epilogue because apparently she does sort of tie up the other characters' sort of stories there. So I, I would like to read that just to find out what happened with the other characters. I did. I absolutely loved the first three books. Um. So at some point I may pick it up and finish it. But yeah, just wasn't for me, which I was really disappointed in. But yeah, my first DNF in a while. Yeah. I said to you when you told me, actually, I think that sometimes when authors have characters that are so loved and their fan base are absolutely obsessed with these characters, I think maybe the pressure gets to them a little bit. And I, it's almost as if they try too hard to make mm. the next book so phenomenal that they stray too far away from the actual character because they're trying to make it so much, yeah. so like... I don't know, just so much more that it's just not as enjoyable. And I think that that's what happens. It happens quite a lot. I mean, what series was it that I read? And it was like the last book was just, I don't want to say knock them out, but I feel like everyone really anticipated Sloane and Lucian's story. And I think it just wasn't, it didn't feel like them at certain points. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I get that. And I I do agree. I mean, I think... I quite enjoyed Lucien and Sloane's book. It was more Nash and Lena's I struggled a little bit more with, with the knock out. But then I don't know if it's just because the first book and Knox and Naomi, that whole book was just phenomenal. I loved the characters, I loved the story. So I, I don't know if it sort of set me up that the next books were always going to be slightly less for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think as well, when you... As an author, I think if you release a series and the first, you know, the beginning, whether it's one, two, three books, you know, depending on how big the series is, if they get such rave reviews and they get such a fan base around them, the pressure must be incredible. Mm. I mean, really, I, I sort of feel like Rebecca Yaros is a little bit on that kind of journey at the minute. Obviously, Fourth Wing and Iron Flame have been, you know, absolutely phenomenal hits. They have just gone to such degrees that if I was her, I would really be feeling the pressure for these next three books. But then on saying that, I think she has such an incredible mind and such an incredible imagination. I think in her in her mind, she knows where everything's going. But then I think it must be quite difficult for authors when they've started releasing the series and they have so many people online and social media sort of saying, oh, I really want this to happen with the characters. Do you then begin to question the story in your head and think, well, 
everybody wants this so should I give them that or or should I not should I take them completely away from it and yeah I I, I do question if that's if that can have a negative impact on them. Yeah, I mean, going back to Rebecca Yaros, I think we saw that happen with Iron Flame. Like, you know, she got all of the hype with Fourth Wing and I think everyone built Iron Flame up to be a certain way in their brains. And there was all these theories going around. I mean, we done a theories episode. Mm-hmm. And so I think no matter what she'd done with Iron Flame, there was going to be a massive group of people that just weren't going to be happy with how that book came out. And it's not the author's thought. She stuck to her guns as she should have, because I still think it was a really, really good story. And it's where the story needed to go. But yeah, I mean, she's she's already feeling the effects of it. And I just, it's sad because so many people were slating Iron Flame when it came out. Which is crazy because we both absolutely loved the book. I know, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but I'll say it anyway. I'm obsessed with it. I think she done such a good job. I think the plot was amazing. I think the ending, like who could have seen that ending? Not a single person. No one can tell me that they saw that coming. It was phenomenal. Just just take yeah. it for what it is. Like let go of all of the theories that you had and all of the ways that you wanted this to go. I as much as the next person wanted Liam to come back, you know, I just as much like, you know, but you just have to take the story for what it is and for what it is was good. Definitely. Sorry, I mean, no, but that, that's good. And this is the thing. I think it's incredible to be so supportive of these authors. But I do think on the flip side, it must be an incredible amount of pressure. And I think because most of the authors are so active on social media, you know, they, they must be getting so, I mean, Rebecca Yaros must get millions of DMs constantly just asking for things to happen. And I think as well, because, because she does put online, you know, oh, I'm, I'm starting to plot out book three, you know, I'm starting to write it. It must be really difficult to almost shut out all the voices and just focus on what you know where you want your book to go because ultimately as much as you're writing it for the readers it is your work and you know you need to be confident and you need to be proud of it you need to give courage to your convictions and follow through on your thoughts and your ideas and I think that must be really really difficult when you have so many outside voices oh yeah absolutely yeah because I I couldn't handle it it's why I could never be an author I'd love to be able to write a book but I don't think I could handle the the pressure of it all actually we've got off on a tangent maybe this is the issue with our new format because you and I once we get talking we're just like we're away and it doesn't matter but basically the point of this episode was to be our was to share our Kindle Unlimited recommendations with you guys because it's tough out there. Cost of living. Everyone needs to be able to get their fix of reading the way they can. And Kindle Unlimited is like the perfect way to like consume more books on a budget. So yeah, we're going to share some of our, our Kindle Unlimited recommendations. Do you want to kick it off, Em? Uh, yeah. So my first one is the Liz Tomford series. It's a Windy City series. It's sports romance. You have Mile High, The Right Move and Caught Up. So Mile High is hockey. The Right Move is basketball and Caught Up is baseball. These books I absolutely love. They are the best characters, brilliant banter. They they are spicy, but they are, I think they're really well done actually. It's, they are quite slow burns you've got enemies to lovers you've got a single dad you've got grumpy sunshine you know the the books are just incredible they are all on kindle limited 
I say these are kind of limited recommendations. Yeah, that's my first recommendation. Love it. Okay, so my first recommendation actually on theme kind of with the episode is going to be Magnolia Park. So all of the books at the moment from the Magnolia Parks universe are available on Kindle Unlimited. I'm not too sure if the new release is going to be. I started reading the series a little while after all of those books came out so I don't know if maybe they end up on Kindle Unlimited after a certain amount of time or if they just automatically go into Kindle Unlimited since she's been picked up by a publisher but yeah I think after after this call I don't think call (laughs) after this episode I don't think any explanation for Magnolia Parks needs to happen it's such a well-known series I think most people will know what it's all about absolutely my next recommendation is one of my all-time favorite books and it's See You Swear by Megan Brandy. Mm. It's shock horror. It's another sports romance. It's American football. You've got brother's best friend. You've got a massive plot twist, which I think I, I certainly didn't see coming. Any any reviews I've seen of the book, no one sees it coming. It's one of those books. I The way I described it is that it broke me, but put me back together again. I mm. think it's it's a lot it, it's a very emotional book her writing's gorgeous it's 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 really well written it's a lovely story love the characters and yeah it's just it it's just it's a super lovely story it just it has it has one of the most lovely endings and not not just from like an, an epilogue point of view but just towards the end if, if anyone's read it they'll know what I mean it restores your faith just mm. in everything my next recommendation would be obviously Chestnut Springs all five of those books are on Kindle Unlimited so if you're looking for a series to get into if you was to read that series in a month you're essentially reading all five books for what is it like 9.49 or something Something weird like like that that, yeah Yeah, it's yeah um small town for all of them at the I'm only two books in for those two books it has been grumpy sunshine so that seems to be the trope that she goes with yeah you've got like cowboys and city girls like it's just it's a it's a good time and it's a really easy read really feel good really amazing found family so yeah chestnut springs would be my next one my next one i'm i'm really sticking with the uh the the sports romance here but it is megan quinn's vancouver agitator series we have four books out at the minute I do believe there's at least another one, potentially more. They're brilliant. The, again, you've got found family. It's really, as I say, her her writing is incredible for banter. If you're looking for something funny, but with quite a lot of spice, with found family, definitely read the Vancouver Agitator series. All of them are on Kindle Unlimited. I think her latest one, the... Yeah, her latest Vancouver Agitators book, He's Not My Type, went straight to Kindle Unlimited on release. So I think that I think most of them will do um, with it if, if there's any more books come out. But yeah, really funny series, quite easy reading. You know, that they, they do go into quite serious topics, but she does it in a way that it's still it's still comfortable read. Mm. Um, my next one, I seem to be going with a small town theme here, but I'm going to go with Knock 'em Out again. Another completed series. So if you're looking to get into something, it'd be a good way to start. Grumpy Sunshine, Grumpy Sunshine in reverse. In one of the books, you've got childhood friends to lovers slash enemies to lovers. A lot of good tropes going on with those ones, and the, I think there's a book for everyone. 
within that series. Like if you don't like one, you'll probably like another one. So yeah, knock him out by Lucy Score. So next recommendation, I'm actually going to go with Haunting and Hunting Adeline. It's a completed duology. I'm not going to lie, guys, if you are going for them, read your trigger warnings. They are... Shy and I, we've both read Haunting Adeline. I've actually read Haunting Adeline as well. And I'll be honest, I actually preferred the second book to the first, just because I felt there was more in it. I think that the first book, it's quite, it's a very slow burn because, you know, we've got stalking, you've got sort of touch her and die sort of themes. It's it's without a doubt a very, very dark romance. And I think, yeah, absolutely check your trigger warnings before you go in. They are there. They're both on Kindle Unlimited. And if you are looking for something that, you know, sort of tests you a little bit, you know, I, I would absolutely recommend them. I'd say Haunting Adeline took a little bit more of getting into Haunting Adeline. There's more going on in it. I'm not going to lie that they're not easy reads. And I did find with Haunting Adeline, the first half of the book, I struggled at times because you you have got, you've got kidnapping, you've got sort of assault, abuse. It's... It's not an easy read, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The second half of the book, actually, Zaid, who's the, the main male character, I actually, I, I, a lot of people have him as top on their book boyfriend list. Haunting Adeline, I didn't really understand it. Haunting Adeline, I got a little more of a glimpse as to why people rate him so highly. I personally don't, he's a bit, he's, he's too extreme for me. But once you get into the, the second half of Haunting Adeline, he really shows a softer side to him, which you haven't seen as yet. So yeah, if you are looking for something dark, I, I would recommend them, but just please check your trigger warnings before going in. Mm-hmm. So my final recommendation for Kindle Unlimited is going to have to be Harry Potter. I don't know many people know this, but every single one of the books are available on Kindle Unlimited, which is mind-blowing. So yeah, know that i until you told me last week i had no idea that harry potter um was on kindle unlimited and i think that's something that might shock a lot of people actually mm. um because the it i think because the books are so popular and they're such a massive franchise i don't think you would expect them to be on there so yeah absolutely love that yeah so my final recommendation is going to be for avery keelan's rules of the game series so there's two books out at the minute which is offside and shut out it's hockey again shock horror always hockey with me really incredible books avery keelan is she's a lovely writer the the books you do have banter in them. They're spicy. They're quite easy. They do have some some topics in them that are a little bit um, a little bit emotional, but again, written in a way that they you know you, you can read them quite comfortably. I certainly I found that. Yeah, Avery's a, a big sports romance writer. I've read quite a few of her books. Absolutely love them. But the the rules of the game series in particular, they they are really good. So that's my final recommendation. Lovely. So that's our that yeah. That's our wrap-up for recommendations, I think. Another update before we call it a day today is that we have joined the big old scary world of TikTok. Yep, so it's going to be the same handle as our Instagram, which is just Books and Mockers Pod. We are going... So you'll find clips for the pod on there, but I think we're also going to try and do some more interactive videos on there as well give us a minute we're not influencers we're not good at this stuff we are just 
two put cloughers trying to figure it out so yeah but yeah do come over and as shy says it is the same handle as instagram at books and mockers pod so do come join us over on tiktok and on instagram um and hopefully see some more of us if you do have any more kindle recommend uh, kindle unlimited recommendations do either send a dm or put something on our kindle limited post on instagram um and do let us know if you've listened or listened or read um any of the recommendations we've made yeah so we'll speak to you next week bye guys bye